Well, hey y'all, hope today is not just a good day, but a great day for you. <laughs> I am just so very excited to be back recording today with my sweet, sweet Christopher, because today we unpack his thoughts about the birth of our third baby girl. And I just love this because postpartum thoughts are always focused on the mom and kind of rightfully so, but there is just this whole other person who was there and had a whole individual experience. So it's fun today to hear Christopher briefly walk through what it was like from his perspective. And before I let you jump into today's episode, I wanted to say that this episode is kind of the final installment of this plant series where I talked through the weeks that were leading up to her arrival and then she was here. And then now we have these last couple episodes about my postpartum thoughts. And I just have loved doing this and y'all have been really kind to let me know that you're liking it. But I also don't want to belabor the points here. So of course I'll keep you updated as need be about how she's doing and how I'm doing postpartum, but there won't really be any more like focused episodes on it. But I'm looking forward to next week's episode because it's kind of getting us back into the normal MNOF rhythm where I have a special guest coming on to talk about sourdough. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy this last formal plant episode where we break down the last couple weeks with Christopher. Okay, yay, how fun. Literally the last time you were on the podcast was when baby was still in belly, which is so crazy. I know. And that baby has a name. Her name's <laughs> Penelope. And she's here. It's not plant. Well, first off, cheers. Cheers, bud. Yay. Back to drinking with you. It's very sweet. It is sweet. <laughs> it's kind of nice having you back. Okay. Well, as always, thank you so much for coming on. It means so much. And I can't wait to hear your brain for this episode because there's so many fun thoughts leading into this and going through this that I really want to document and I want to remember what we were going through and i want penelope to know what her dad was thinking about so thanks so much for coming on absolutely (laughs) okay so obviously i typically start with big question i'm gonna wait till the very end and ask you the big question at the end so just hold your horses which has become ellie's new favorite phrase she's always telling me mom hold your horses she's turned into a teenager she is all of a sudden she is is that the thing because i know people say three nager but you and i are wanting to say four nager i think she's a four nager yeah it makes me think of like Aqua four, like not aqua one, not aqua two, not aqua three, it's aqua four. <laughs> I think that's funny to us and no one else. Okay, well that's a little personal Duffy inside joke. Okay, so yes, let's just jump straight into it. So last week everybody heard my funny story about what was happening leading up to Penelope getting here, but I want to start with you. What did that week look like for you from a work perspective and then going into that weekend? What did it look like? Like Did you even sleep the night going into Penelope getting here? Okay, so the last week, it's so different for me because I was sitting here with a wife with recent lip fillers who (laughs) I'm trying to get to know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, You know, again, from my perspective, pregnancy is anything physical, right? Like it's watching you go through this massive physical change, taking care of two girls, your body's going through hell trying to make this beautiful little baby. But but again, for me, it's easy to leave, go to work, forget that that's happening. It's You just kind of get lulled into your routine, right? The way I think about work, too, is you know a week or two out, and then you think about long-term stuff, but it's, it's really just kind of like, you know, what's going on this week? You kind of chunk things up. And so when we got to that weekend before, I remember thinking, what does next week look like? And I was like, oh my gosh, next week, like your parents get here, we're going to go to the doctor. It's going to be, you know, Friday, I'm going to take off, Saturday's the day. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, it was a week out. I, I could see it. It was right there. It was that week. 
And so, you know, as you go through the week, each day is like this, like, it's almost like on that old show 24, where it would be like an hour countdown for mm-hmm. each hour. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it felt like throughout the week, where it was like, Monday's done. Oh my gosh. Tuesday done. Oh my gosh. We're getting so close and all these things going on with work, etc. So that that week before just was this building anticipation for Saturday. But then, you know, we get the call. I think it was, was it Thursday? Did that happen? Yeah, it was Thursday. We get this call on Thursday that basically says, guess what? C-section is looking a little tight for Saturday morning. You can come in and sit and hang or you can push it out to Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. How devastated was I? I? I remember I got the call from my office and you were bummed. You were mm-hmm. super bummed. I was bummed too, not as much as you, but I, I just, it was a thing we had planned and then the plans changed and that's tough. You know, it was really actually oddly kind of nice because we had Saturday together, we got to watch football, we got to go on a date, and then Sunday we got to go into this day where slower day normally we're just going to church and then we got to go in and actually uh, have PJ. So it was a great week. I was really excited. It was great to have your parents here. Uh, they're so helpful. It was good to have a few days with them to kind of like decompress, unwind, get ready for her to be here. It's so weird to hear you talk about it. And I think on a like one of the previous episodes, I definitely talked about like those weeks and that week leading in. But you just did a really good job of talking about how weird it is to start the week like, hi, it's Sunday, and then what are we going to be doing next Sunday? And I know I did that a lot of, what am I going to be doing right now in three days, right now in two days? Well, and I think too for me, what's so weird is I still had the same recurring calls, for example, for Mm -hmm. work. Wednesday, we've got a couple Wednesday morning calls. Still had those calls, and it just so happens that later that week, I'm having another kid. Right. So it's just wild. I think I see your point of like, it's weird to do routine things when something's so different is about to happen yeah it's just it's a mind trip because again i don't have anything physical when i'm in those calls to remind me yeah so then i wanted to talk about like driving in or like heading to the hospital you and i started this tradition with ellie and we didn't even know that we were starting a tradition with ellie of taking a video of us as we are moments before i was hoping you would say this i was going to bring it up if you didn't yeah it's very sweet and i'm glad that we have these three videos of our last thoughts our moments and and what it felt like going in and we're usually very teary and like i think you can always see every tooth in my mouth because i'm grinning literally from ear to ear well, what's fun too is Ellie's was in a hospital walkway. Yeah. Because it broke during the appointment. Yeah. Yeah. My, my water broke during my appointment, which is a story for another day. And so we took this video. And then when it was time for Kate, we were like, let's do that again. Let's, let's talk about it. But of course, it was driving to the hospital. And then for this time, it was fun to do it again. And so we now have those sweet videos that we can share with the girls of here's our prayer and our thoughts for you. And of course, now with Penelope, we have this podcast of our thoughts leading up and that's way more in depth than we had with any of the other girls, but it's still fun to have those true, um, like hidden in our heart moments right before we had our sweet babies. And so of course we have that, but then then we get into the hospital and we're in triage. And one of the funny things I actually jotted down while I was in the hospital, because I was like, why is this the same thing every single time? And I wanted to make you laugh with this, that I don't even know if you know what I mean when I say this, but my social battery is so high when I first get into the hospital and so low when I leave the hospital. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying uh, yeah, when you say that? So when you get in, when the first people you talk to, like ours was the receptionist in labor and delivery, we are literally like, what's How's your story? Your yeah, yeah, exactly. You have any children? You know, <laughs> exactly. You native to Washington? 
And the last person we talked to, poor nurse, whoever that was, we by, were just literally... By Denise. <laughs> we were like, we don't really, you know, care to know your story. No offense. We just are so exhausted. And I think that's one of the things that everybody knows. If you've been in the hospital having a baby, the amount of people you meet, the amount of people you tell your elevator speech to, it's just kind of exhausting. And it's By the so way, do you think other people do that? I'm not sure. I know that I feel like we have a good reputation when we go into the hospital. People are like, oh, the Duffy family, they're so kind. And people tell us that. And that's a good thing. I could very much see that some people are just when they go in, they're like, basically, you work for me. And (laughs) I don't have to like accommodate you. Yes. But you and I love to like chit chat with the nurses and chit chat with the doctors and all the people that you interact with. But it is a lot of people. So by the time you end your stay my social battery is just so low and i just laughed about that also i wanted to bring us to one moment that was really just like pinnacle for me and it was when we were in triage we were with sweet nico she was telling us her whole life story our sweet nurse but i know it's not fun to talk about um, especially when there's scary moments but there was one scary moment when we were first in triage and that's when um nico our nurse was putting in my iv And um, maybe people that are listening to this, y'all know me, and there's a lot of y'all that don't know me, but one of the things that my mom has always told me is that I have good veins for IVs, that you can see my vein in my arm, it's really easy to find, and nurses should not have a problem. And my mom was a medical technician, a med tech by trade, if you wanna call that, and so mom said, oh, Anna, you have good veins for IV. So when a nurse has an issue placing an IV in my arm, I kind of feel like it's not my fault, if that makes sense. And um, sweet Nico had a little bit of an issue um, and number one was not her fault. And that was that my vein on my left arm rolled when she was trying to do the IV. And if you're queasy, maybe just like hit forward a couple times, but rolling veins technically comes from dehydration, which of course I was because leading into this, knowing that I was going into surgery, I have to fast and um, not even have any water. And I think it's as of like, midnight the night before but of course we tried to go to bed at a reasonable hour so it was like from 8 p.m the night before and so i was very hungry and very thirsty going in and i i remember asking nico and really every nurse can i get a drink of water and they're like not yet i'm so sorry once you're done with surgery and um so nico is trying to put my iv in and my vein rolled on my left arm and christopher you know this i am not like a person who's scared of blood, especially on myself. Like, I don't know why for me, it helps when I actually watch the person put the IV in. You always yeah, have to look away. Person. Yeah. <laughs> I think people just have different ways to do it. And for me, it helps with like, quote unquote, the pain by seeing the needle go in and watching my vein roll and just like that feeling. And it just wasn't good. And I was so tired, so hungry, so thirsty. I knew immediately when that happened that something was happening inside of me. Come to find out, and many nurses or medical people know, it's called a vaso vasovagal, which I didn't know it was called this, but y'all know what it is. And it's basically the idea that when people like faint after they give blood or faint when they see a needle or something like that. And my layman's version is that you can basically try as hard as you can, but your body is like fighting against you in those moments. And I'm trying to say this with like a grin on my face, but it actually is a scary moment when you're in it. And so after uh, Nico tried to put the IV on my left arm and then she did the IV on my right arm, she was asking me all these questions and sweet Nico was not asking me any medical questions. It was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this and that, and I like your nails and blah, blah, blah. 
And I was trying so hard to just like talk to her, but I, I felt myself going miles away, if that makes sense. I felt like my vision was getting strange. And since this has happened to me once before, I can say that both times it felt like I had concrete in my ears. I That's st- funny you said that. Like, it's exactly the wording you had with Kate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, I did record Kate's birth story. So y'all can go back and listen to that. But I did have a very similar experience. I think it was after I got the epidural. Uh-huh. Is that right? And so anyway, so I'm having this reaction, you can call it, and I can feel myself start sweating. And at the very perfect moment, as the Lord would have it, the head nurse walks in. Do you remember her? She was like an angel sent from heaven. And I say out loud, I think I cut Nico off in the middle of her very long story. I was like, I'm going to throw up. And the head nurse knew exactly what was going on. She's doing all these things. They're like blowing air on me. And there's not much they can actually do because I can't like have a sip of water. I can't do this and that, whatever. But it was a scary experience. And I hate to say this out loud, but what has happened in the couple times that this has happened is... I always feel like my eyes go to Christopher and um, it's so hard to look at you in the corner of the room because you always take a step back. You let the nurses and the doctors do their job. You're not the type of person who's like up in the action. You want them to do what they're supposed to do. But it is absolutely heartbreaking and it could bring me to tears right now of seeing you in the corner, honestly just looking really scared and probably praying i'm not sure what you're doing with your mind at that moment but it is so weird how time slows down and it's the closest i can say to feeling like out of body experience because i felt like i was watching you and i was watching the doctors take care of me but didn't my was it my heart rate or my blood pressure i always get those mixed up got really low blood pressure yeah so my blood pressure got very very low and that head nurse i don't know if i said this on the podcast but i had gotten a spray tan a couple days before and the head nurse was like it was so strange i was looking at your face and a big sign of this vago basal response is when you get really pale and you were so um flushed and you know you didn't look pale at all and you looked like you had plenty of color in your face and i realized that i looked at your lips were blue and i thought oh my gosh like she has makeup on or something come to find out it's not a good idea to get a spray tan right before you go into a medical procedure because they can't really tell what your face looks like so lol on that but i did get through that moment and didn't throw up which is great and then at After that, I feel like it was pretty quick that we were about to move in. We almost got pushed, didn't we? Yeah, I remember it was like pins and needles. On if we're going to make it. And our nurse was just sitting here telling her story the whole time. (laughs) And then all of a sudden she had to rush at the end to like Mm -hmm. fill out all this paperwork and almost push us off. Yeah, it was was tough. So mad, especially after that incident. Yeah. Which to your point, like it it just like makes me flash back to the miscarriage. And like, Mm -hmm. so it just is super duper scary. Yeah. Um, So you go from like that low remembering bad things still excited for the day glad you're recovered to almost getting pushed, pushed. off because someone didn't do their work and right make sure oh, but we got in and we uh, we were proceeded to go into the c-section and i will say if y'all have ever been in or it is so exactly what you think it's like ice cold it's a very clinical feeling it's so bright like how bright is it in there i feel like there's like literally flash photography just like going at all the times i just like can remember how bright it feels in there and that's when i had to get my spinal block that was a whole other thing because it's just 
I mean, it's so uncomfortable and it's not fun. It's scary to think about what's happening. But so then it felt like after that happened, like after I got my spinal block, then all I see, because my arms are pinned down, I can't move, is just the blue curtain. That's all I can see. But I'd love to hear from your perspective, what is it like to be a husband in the OR during that? I mean, it wasn't a scary situation, so that's nice. It wasn't an emergency C-section or a crash C-section. It was just a planned, normal C-section. So from that sense, did it feel less scary than maybe with Kate, where it was a little more like, we got to do this? Yeah, it's so it was Sunday morning, obviously, and so we were well-rested, relatively speaking. Besides that incident before, it was like pretty calm. And so it was just kind of like we were in a normal day for a doctor because they were talking about like restaurants. They were talking about like good sushi spots and like everybody's kind of clamoring and talking. Yeah. And in my mind, it was like, oh my gosh, they have my my baby who's about to come out and they're Mm -hmm. like talking about it. And then my wife, who her body is completely cut open, wild. We have like the anesthesiologist and then like one of the operating people talking about sushi spots. And Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, oh, cool. Like this is... So routine for them. So routine. And it was really, really comforting. And it was cool to hear about them being like, okay, we're almost to Penelope. She's almost here. Yeah. And it was like... I kind of remember that. Did they like continue to give updates on what was going on? And so it was just weird because in my... Like again, in my mind, boy brain here, it's like like popping a balloon in my head, right? Where like you go in, the doctor pokes a balloon (laughs) and all of a sudden baby flies out, right? Mm -hmm. And for them, it's, you know, not popping a balloon. It's them going through layers and they they know what's going on. They know what to expect. They know the next layer. And it's like, I don't know. It's just mind blowing. Now, so did you feel scared? Because what I'm hearing is you're saying like, no one else in the room was scared. No one else in the room was scared. You know me, hyper warrior here. I'm a control freak and I worry a ton. So, you know, while you do say when I get really scared, I go back to the corner and let the doctors work. So I think before I get hyper scared, I get to wanting to help and do some other stuff, which Mm -hmm. is my personality. So I was just kind of like, it was fun to be a part of it all. Mm -hmm. It was fun to be in there hearing them. They were super relaxed. And I felt like I got to, because they were so relaxed, I got to be with you a lot too. Mm -hmm. And so we chit-chatted a bunch and you were talking to me. What was and I talking about? We talked about sushi because they were talking about sushi. <laughs> we talked about how we want to have dinner. You kept talking about wanting to have Belgian waffles in the morning. That's right. Because you were so hungry I and I so felt hungry. so bad for you. So we talked a lot about that. Uh, you kept going back to I can't believe she's coming. Mm-hmm. And then really, you know, we're kind of getting to game time. The other thing that was kind of interesting was the smell in the room. I don't oh, know if you yeah. remember this, but yeah. because they're trying to, I think, I, I think not a doctor, but... I think they're trying to reduce bleeding. They're cauterizing things as they go. Mm-hmm. And so the smell's pretty... Rank. Palpable, yeah. Is rank bad or good? Rank's not great, but it's pretty palpable. You can smell it. It's like It smells like something's burning. And mm-hmm. so um, that was just kind of an interesting smell to have in the I background. I think I remember, because I think that's when I loudly yelled, I'm going to throw up <laughs> again. Right, which is why we, we actually got those uh, alcohol wipes out of your yes. and I waved them in your face. yes. Oh, yeah, because it was weird because I remember thinking, for some reason, this smell of alcohol wipes smells better than what the smell in the room is. Yeah, which, again, is so weird. And it's so cool that, like, the nurses and the staff there are like, okay, you're, like, the third person that we've done this with today. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here, do this again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, for me, it's just a mind-blowing experience because now we've had the majority of our kids through this manner, right? Mm -hmm. And with Kate, it was this, we had one expectation going in to... 
oh my gosh, we've been up for almost two days and now we're having a C-section after you've been pushing this whole time. Mm-hmm. And with Ellie, it was natural birth, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm there with you. I'm holding your leg. Mm-hmm. It's like on the movies, right? Yeah. This one was this really weird thing where I was completely mentally present and it was not like Ellie. And so it was this whole other thing of like, oh my gosh, she's coming here through this, like we're in this emergency room, not like in the room. Yeah. Well, can I say that what's interesting is with Ellie, just as you were talking about, it felt like the movies there and it was our first. So our eyes were so big and we were just taking all in and, you know, we're pushing and it just felt very like a movie, like you said. And then with Kate, it's just, it was such a mind freak because everything was different and it was changing at every moment. It felt like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay, now we ought to do this. Okay, this isn't going to work. And so that was just not fun. I would say uh, it's fun to have Kate, but it's not fun to go through what I went through to get to her. And then what's interesting is with Penelope, it just felt like such a coordinated dance. Like it felt like they could have put music on and they actually, I think, asked, like, do you want to put music on? And that's how routine and organized it was. It was just like, we're doing this now. And nothing felt out of order, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so there's this idea, I guess, that like chaos is hell and order is God. And so I just feel like it really did touch on a feeling of like God being there because it just felt so orderly. Yeah, like it was so planned. Whereas with Kate, it was like, oh put my gosh, on, quick, you put in. this on, like get in here. You know, it's funny that Kate was born that way because her personality is so mm-hmm. that way. But yeah, it was just it was just super different. It was it was very very different. With Ellie, it was hectic because we didn't know what we were going what was going on. But it felt like the movies. With Kate, we were so worn out, and then it was just a change of thing to go through a C section. Mm-hmm. And with PJ, it was just chill. Chill. Which is her personality right now. <laughs> so far, yeah. Sweet PJ. Okay, so not to take a huge jump over the hospital stay, but now we're home. And now even fast forward, we're home and like the parents are gone. And it's just us. And we're now a family of five and it's real. And my big question is, number one, I of course know the answer to this. Did you ever imagine you'd be a dad of all girls? One, two, three. No, never. (laughs) Um, And then now that I am, I can't imagine being a dad to anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, But I totally thought I was having all boys when we went into this journey. Then had Elbel, and she's, you know, just so easy. And then we had Kate, and she brings this whole new element of fun. And then now with PJ here, it's like I can see... And Kate and Ellie are playing so well together right now, uh, aside from little sisterly spats, but... Mm -hmm. Um, and then I can see just like this third little girl in the mix. Now it's a daydream. I'm so far away from boy dad mode. <laughs> I am full boat girl dad and yeah. happy to be it. Oh, I love that. And it's so weird. And of course, we're not even talking about this right now, but we don't know if PJ is our last, but we do know right now she's the baby of our family. And it feels very cliche that the baby is like who everybody loves the most. Because both Kate and Ellie just adore her. They think she is everything. And Kate is very much in like mimicking whatever Ellie does. And it's great that Ellie is setting the tone for the family of PJ is such a gift. We love when she's around. We can't wait for her to wake up. And we want to help mom out. And Kate in her own little way. And I can't even, I'm her mom and I can't even understand half of what she's saying. She just talks to me about Penelope and she wants to help hold her. And 
truly thank you to Ellie for setting that tone for our family. That's been really sweet. Yeah, Ellie's done such an awesome job of transitioning into Big Sister of Two. Like, again, we, we've joked about her being a four-nager, mm-hmm. you know, right now. But she really is an awesome Big Sister mm-hmm. of just wanting to take care of PJ, welcoming her into our family, and playing well with Kate. And then Kate, it's been so fun to watch her have something to want to nurture Mm -hmm. and so you know the other day i was walking and kate was just rubbing the top of pj's head being so sweet and like kissing her cheek and it was i was watching her from the kitchen uh, in the living room and it was so precious to watch kate with this little bug and loving on her it was really really sweet because at first kate you know was a little like a little bit taken back with the fact that there was this other baby in the house but now I'm watching her kind of transition to Big Sister, and it's really, really fun. Oh, I love that. And I remember, I think you were in this Bible study, but where it talked about like pockets of heaven and pockets of hell. I don't know if you remember this, but it has stuck with me, and I think about it a lot. You know, pockets of hell, kind of self-explanatory of just like when you have moments, where you're like, this is hell on earth, and this is horrible, and you and I have been through some of those moments. But then you have pockets of heaven, and... When you were talking, I was thinking about that feels like you're watching like a little glimpse of heaven of this little sweet thing, which is our Kate, who is a baby herself, still in diapers, not even two, being so gentle with this other little thing who is so innocent and so close to heaven. And my mom says this all the time that babies are so close to heaven that they still feel Jesus' arms. And I just love that and could say that with tears in my eyes because It's just so amazing to think about this gift that, you know, has been ours for nine months in my belly, but before that was something that was promised to us that we didn't even know, and um, the Lord would have it that way. But I'm just, when I'm hearing you talk about that, and I think about all the moments that I get to see being a stay-at-home mom, it reminds me that there are times that are so, so, so hard and so exhausting, and I so quickly want to, like, move through some of these hard things. But I can say finally with our third baby that I've had these moments of like nursing in the middle of the night or trying to, you know, get a burp out and I'm just so tired. I'm closing my eyes and I'm like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. But it's, I'm so reminded that this is not forever. Like time is fleeting. Time's the only thing you can't get back or whatever. And I know I'm going to miss this. And PJ is just so chill and so sweet and nothing that I did to make her be that way. Just it's just her cool nature. So well, I know her sweet nature and cool nature comes from me. So you're welcome. <laughs> Long story short, thank you so much for jumping on today. Thanks for giving me your thoughts. And I can't wait to have you on a future one because we now have all these things to talk about because we now have a whole nother child, which is wild. I know, and it's like getting harder and harder to be able to record together because <laughs> someone needs to be on baby duty. But this was really fun to like document my side of the story. So thanks for letting me come on and talk about it. That was really, really sweet. Thanks oh. for thinking of me. Oh, of course, buddy. I love you so much. Love you too. <laughs> okay, so I do love that guy. I love you, Christopher. And I'm so, so thankful that we get to do this whole thing together because there's just no one else I want to do it with. But goodness, y'all, that is it. That's kind of real time us documenting this whole adding a third third kid to us. Not that I won't probably bring up Poppy Jean in probably every episode going forward, but it just probably won't be the main event if that makes sense. But if you really like cute babies and really like cute videos and pictures of cute babies, be sure to follow me on Instagram so I can keep up with y'all. But with that, enjoy your day and thanks for listening. Bye.